because life is so short. You know, who knows? Like, and I remember my dad said that too. Like, you never know the hour, the time, or the day. And I was like, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm like, we're living forever. You know, what You're right. We live in forever. And then my friend that was my age passed away. Things got, it got real. And I was like, you know what? Once my dad passed away, things changed on the inside of me. I was like, I have to address these things. I have to address these issues. I don't want to bleed on other people. Hello, beautiful people. It's your host, Danielle Mason, bringing you authentic conversation, transparency around real life experiences, and actionable tips to create your next breakthrough today. Think of this as your home away from home healing oasis where we overshare and overcome obstacles together. Pull up a seat, come as you are, and be ready to leave feeling challenged to reflect, encouraged to take action, and inspired to change. This is the Blackout to Breakthroughs podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Blackouts to Breakthroughs podcast. And today I have a really special friend of mine, Zaina Lorraine. She is actually, she co-hosts the Bible study that we do on Sunday evenings. And we just have a lot of fun together. We've literally never met in person, just strictly through social media. And honestly, it's crazy because I feel like some of my best friends that I have are people that have been through social media. And so I'm just so grateful that God brought us together. We're going to be diving into a topic that Zaina knows really well. We're going to be diving into grief and anxiety and just having a conversation around around this subject. And so I'm going to go ahead and let her introduce herself. So Zaina, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Hi. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. Hello, guys. My name is Zaina. Zaina Buckholz is my name, but my stage name is Zaina Lorraine. <laughs> That's typically well, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> as simply what people know me by. So we just go with it. We go. It is trademarked as well. So that's pretty funny. I am different things. I am a business owner, but I also am a kickboxing coach. I do that part time. I really am excited to have this conversation around around the topic of grief and anxiety. I think it's going to be amazing and life changing. Yes, I'm so excited for you to just share parts of your story because it was really the story about your dad where I was like, I looked at you and I was like, oh my gosh, this woman is so strong. Like the way you show up and the way you present yourself. I mean, you're just a light to the people around you. And so I would just love for you to just share your story and that moment in your life about your dad. Oh, that was very sweet of you. Um, okay, so we can take it there. Already, we jumping in. Already. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so my father actually passed away um, in 2019, a couple years ago, um, and he died from different complications. Um, he did have cancer, um, but I am not sure that he died from cancer, so I won't say that. That was a difficult time period, but I don't think that's the first time I've dealt with death in general. I, I've lost a lot of people growing up, and I just kept going. <laughs> like It never really affected me or I didn't think it affected me um until my dad that was when it was life-changing I think um I lost my grandparents I've lost friends that were my age I've lost someone that I've dated in the past he recently passed last year you know I've lost a lot of different people but I don't think something hit as much as when my dad passed away growing up I was a daddy's girl just a hundred percent a daddy's girl I love my mama love her so much <laughs> But I was 100% daddy's girl. Like, when I'm going to see him, when I'm, you know, because my mom and my dad was, were not together. But I was like, when I'm going to see him, you know, I need to go be with him. If I was in a bad mood, 
she be calling it my dad. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Any type of thing, it was just my dad. Um, and so we had that bond since I was a little girl. And then I got older, and then me and my dad, we well, actually we were pretty close until I got maybe around my older teens um, is when we weren't as close. So my dad been through a lot, and that's his story, you know, um, that he has. I mean, unfortunately, he's not going to be able to tell it, but he's been through a lot. He's very smart. He um, is very talented and very gifted, just like my mother. Um, but my dad, unfortunately, like when I was growing up, uh, my dad, he was arrested. So he was in jail for a certain period of time in my life. Um, and that was probably one of the hardest times. I didn't realize it, you know, at that age, but looking back, it was, I was getting into a lot of fights. I was fighting people here and there. I was angry all the time. I didn't, I couldn't explain it. I was frustrated. I was crying a lot and I didn't know why I was just, you know, like, and then I would have plenty of nightmares and I couldn't explain it. Um, but when my dad, you know, basically, came back it was like this joy right so that's like a overview of my dad's my love for my dad right because I love him very much yeah so we had like any typical father-daughter relationship we were close and then boom we weren't close and then I got older and as I got older my attitude got more <laughs> crazy <laughs> yeah it was like <laughs> it was like attitude on 10 24 7 right and I know he didn't know how to deal with that my mom didn't even know how to deal with that um and I also had my stepdad as well who also helped raise me Right. So I had two men in my life and my dad and I had my stepdad. Um, and it's so funny because me and my stepdad bump heads a lot. But he actually is the one that helped me um, become who I am as well today. They both did. Um, and if you guys don't know, my stepdad also passed last year. So I lost both of those men in my life. Um, but they were both like really huge, a huge part of my story in my life and who I am today. Um, but it was very unexpected you know, when they did pass away. And I think that's when things started to change for me around that time. I mean, that's, that's insane, you know, and it's when you think about, like, when I think about things that I've gone through, I've, I've luckily, unfortunately, have never dealt with losing somebody that I'm really, really close to, like I've lost an uncle. Yeah. Um, but never somebody I'm super close to. And so I haven't really felt what that's like. And so just seeing you speak about it openly. And I mean, that's just a lot to, to yeah. go through. And I think that's something important when, when you said you didn't know when you were younger, you didn't know why you were angry all the time. You didn't know why you were yeah. acting that way. And um, I think we can go throughout life and live life that way unknowingly. We have certain um, reactions to things, attitudes, and our character mm. and qualities are shaped by what's going on in our lives. And it, we could be so unaware yep. about it. And so I know you said after they pass, those that's when things changed for you. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, of course. So um, two different things. So with my father, what I meant by things changed is, remember I was telling you how I was just so angry. I held, I had so much built up inside of me. I mean, I honestly didn't know how to express it. So growing up, I wasn't that much of a talker. I was a really good performer though. Mm. Like on stage and off stage, I knew how to perform really well. I know how to smile in front of people. I know exactly what to say. I know what to do, blah, blah, blah. It's mm -hmm. like, it became like a routine. I, I practice it. I practice it. Um, I was an actual performer, like singing and dancing, but I was also a performer um, in life, which most of us are. We put on a facade. Mm -hmm. 
right? But deep down inside, I had a lot of anger. I was bitter. I had uh, jealousy. I had so many different emotions and stuff inside of me that I couldn't put a name to. I couldn't label anything. I didn't understand why I was feeling the way I was feeling, which made me more frustrated and angry. But I think around a time when, uh, you know, my dad passed away, it got to a point to where I was like, I don't want to be this angry person. You know, I don't want to be this bitter person. I don't want to be this person. I want to be the person that God has called me to be, which is a light, which is funny that you said that, which is a light. And the reason why I say that is because life is so short. You know, who knows? Like, and I remember my dad said that too. Like, you never know the hour, the time, or the day. And I was like, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm like, we're living forever. You know what I'm You're right. We're living forever. And then my friend that was my age passed away. And so things got, it got real. And I was like, you know what? Once my dad passed away, things changed on the inside of me. I was like, I have to address these things. I have to address these issues. I don't want to bleed on other people. That makes any sense. And as far as like with my stepdad, he did pass away from COVID. So this was during Mm -hmm. um, the pandemic. I didn't take that serious. I'm not going to lie. In the beginning, I was like, they're trying to get us. Like, they just want us to believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm not doing none of that stuff. <laughs> I was like, and I don't know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm 100% certain of everything that they say, but I'm just saying, like, I was just 100% against it. I was mm-hmm. like, ha, 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 people could not go in the hospital dying. Mm-hmm. And so when he was sick, you know, we was like, oh, he's just sick. Like, you know, mm-hmm. he's just like, I don't know. And they said it was from COVID because I, I got COVID and the COVID spread around throughout my household and he got COVID and he got really sick. And I was like, okay, I think he's just being over exaggerated. You know, guys, they can be a little extra. And so I was like, he's just being a little extra <laughs> until my mom took him to the hospital and things just went downhill from there and I didn't take it serious. And so eventually when he passed, I was like, oh, like, and the, the thing about when he passed is that I actually saw it. And so my family and I, we were able to see him through a window we actually were able to go inside we probably shouldn't be telling nobody that because i'm pretty sure you're not supposed to do that uh, but they made an exception <laughs> uh we were able to go in there and we saw him and to see him cold to see him you know go through all of that in the hospital mm-hmm. which is very dark and scary um, i also watched my dad as well when he was in his journey in the hospital so to see that again was just like a trigger ptsd um but it just, I don't know, it made me, like, once he passed, it made me realize, like, I got to start taking my health seriously. I got to start taking others' health seriously um, as far as that aspect go. And I got to do my own research because this is serious. Like I said, my dad had cancer and he died from COVID and all these different health issues. And that's a different topic, but mm-hmm. it made me become more yeah. serious about learning. Honestly, bettering myself and my family. Yeah, it's crazy you know that you I mean that's those are traumatic experiences but you talk about in a way where it's okay this happened and it was tragic but from that you gain something from that you've learned something from that um so I think that's beautiful that you talk about and then you talk about what you learned from that um and how you're bettering yourself moving forward Mm -hmm. I think that's beautiful I kind of do want to go back. I wrote a question down. It made me think about it while you were speaking this. How many years would you say where you felt like you were like the angry Zayna, that Zayna? How many years do you feel like that was you? Ooh, (laughs) I'm be honest. (laughs) Be honest. We got to be honest. (laughs) As soon as you said that question, I was like, ooh. Okay. I'm be honest. It was years. Like, 
Yeah. I don't think I've, well, I, I'm honestly like, I think it's recent, maybe like this past year where I truly have calmed down. I'm trying to learn different ways and how to react to different things. I mean, not to overreact, but I would say years since I was a little girl, I would say maybe around the age of seven or eight, um, because as a little kid, I was very bright. I was always smiling. I was always laughing. I was always, you know, but um, there was a time period where I did become angry um, when I was a little girl. And whew, good child, we getting real up in here already. Um, so I did experience uh, sexual assault or rape when I was a little girl. Um, and I didn't really know how to explain it, how to express it. And I didn't think anybody would believe me either. And so I kept it in. I kept it a secret. And I honestly didn't want to know. And so I um, did everything I could to forget it. And the funny part is, I did. I literally, I, I never thought about it. But I don't think the inside of me, I don't think I truly forgot about it. Because I was responding in anger. I was fighting guys. I was trying to protect myself. I was doing a lot of different things as a young girl. Even though, yes, I did have my dad. Even though, yes, I did have my stepdad. Um, I was still fighting that, you know. And then I grew up in a different environment, you know, seeing different guys who mistreat women, but also, you know, sometimes some men in my family who battle with drugs and um, different things and not being able to fully be there for me, um, which they are now. But it's like at that time, not be able to, you know, fully be there for me. So I think I was just had so much anger. I felt like I had to protect mm -hmm. myself. And then on top of that, you know, mind you, this is all at the age of eight and wow. up until, you know, recently, um, I had constant nightmares that I could not understand. And as I was younger, I wasn't really a huge believer. Like I went to church. I was, you know, in that Baptist church, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, I would hear the word, but I'd be like, okay. And it was just literally slipped my mind the next, like literally as soon as I walked out to church, like it was nothing like no personal relationship with God, um, at that time, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, I dealt with a lot of like frustration, anger towards all of those different things and constant nightmares, um, was one of them as well. Like constant meaning every single night wow. is what I mean. It was like torture. I would wake up, I couldn't breathe, have heart palpitations, um, I would be crying sometimes, and I couldn't control it. And I think my mm. thing is, like, that's my bad thing, is I like to control things, but that's something I couldn't control. You know, I could fight off guys, I can do this, I can do that, but I couldn't control those nightmares. And I thought I was being punished. And because I thought I was being punished by God, because I thought I was being punished, I did every single thing to disobey God. I was angry and I was frustrated with everyone, everything, including myself, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. for a long time. And I didn't understand why. And so for a long time, it was kind of like that. Yeah. You know, I'm delivered now, but it was very yeah. difficult. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Your story is just insane. Because I look at the person that you are today and it's just so wild. Um, <laughs> seriously. But... um. You know, you said you didn't understand why you were feeling those feelings. What point in your life when you understood why and like you crossed that bridge of, okay, this is Aina, um, being angry at God and just angry at everybody and feeling like you had to protect yourself. Do you still feel like that a little bit now or like have you crossed that bridge completely and what, what moment in your life made you become from that Zaina to the Zaina you are today? Yeah. So uh, 
technically no I haven't fully crossed it um but yeah I'm definitely nowhere near where I was before meaning like now I don't feel like I always have to protect myself you know sometimes the control thing is still an issue for me but not necessarily me having to protect myself I've, I've gotten to a place where I understand God has my back and the only reason why I've gotten there is because of things that have happened in my life that have built up to there and we can talk about that a little later but that's the only reason why it's truly because of God not to be too much but that's truly the answer is like God literally helped me and delivered me from a lot of different things um, but I don't think I've truly like had that experience with God until I was like in sixth grade, I would believe. Um, I was in Sherwood, more people in Jacksonville, Florida. It's by Moncrief. <laughs> most people in Jacksonville, Florida know. <laughs> That's where I grew up, okay? I was going to Rebound Middle. Um, but basically what happened was I had another nightmare, but this time I couldn't take it. I don't know what happened, but I couldn't take it no more. And I remember everybody in the house was sleeping. It was dark, and I didn't want to wake anybody. I didn't want, you know me want to hear me cry either so I snuck into the hallway and I held in my cross snuck into the hallway I fell on the floor and I remember just silently crying but it was so loud to me but I was trying so hard to keep in like this sound it was silent you know because I didn't want I didn't want nobody to hear me it's just me and I remember just calling out and mm-hmm. you know praying to God and I was like because I thought God was punishing me I was like okay like I don't know what I'm doing but I was like yeah. I'm going to do everything right from now on. I was like, I give up. You know what I mean? I was like, I cannot take this anymore. And it was at that point where everything came out. Like, I don't know what. It was like a weight lifted. Like, you would have thought at that point I got close to God. I was like on fire. Mm-hmm. No. I'm going to be honest. It took me a couple more years yeah. all the way up into my sophomore, junior year of high school. Um, I was just talking to former friends of mine then, and I was just like, listen, I don't know what it is, but I have this strong desire that I want to get closer to God. And it's so funny that it took so long because, remember, I had the experience in sixth grade. Yeah. And it took me all the way up. So that's why it was so funny when people were, like, thinking that this just happens overnight. It's like, right. no, it don't happen overnight. <laughs> yeah, this is not something that happened overnight. Yeah. <laughs> Never. All right. But I was really – w- it was so hard because I really didn't want to leave behind I felt like if I was going with God, I had to be like this perfect, pure person. And I was like, I'm not mm-hmm. perfect. I'm not pure enough for God. Um, and so for years, I was not reading my Bible. After that experience in sixth grade, I wasn't reading my Bible. I wasn't praying. I was like, thank you, Jesus. Woo. <laughs> but then I had that experience in high school when I was talking to my friends. And I was like, I don't know what it is. It was conviction, but I don't know what it is. But I was like, I feel so drawn to God like I want to get closer to God I, I want to please God for some reason right and my friend was like oh hi whatever girl <laughs> and I was like I was like yeah yeah and obviously it took me a while like to get there yeah. but eventually like one thing I know that hasn't changed is God God has never stopped being there um, through all the grief through all the trauma through all the stress through all the anxiety God has never stopped being there and it was at that moment when I started to really dive deep into my relationship with God um, to where I started going through it because I wanted to be this happy person. But then I got into a relationship um, and honestly, I feel like I threw a lot of anger onto him. I threw a lot of my stress and anxiety onto him. I was picking fights because of my own insecurities uh, and different things like that. And it revealed a lot of ugly parts about me mm-hmm. that I thought I was good, right? I thought I was good. Like, I was like, mm-hmm. 
but that relationship revealed a lot about myself that I was like, yeah. oh no. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was like, I am not. It's like, <laughs> I'm flashing tires still at this point. It's not over. <laughs> so I was just like going through that whole process because I was like, I, I gotta, like, I want to be that light that I feel like somewhere is in there, even though my life literally portrays nothing but darkness like you know what I mean like the the dreams the nightmares mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. I was like I, I I'm fighting for it I want that light um but that relationship it showed a lot a lot of truth about me like my struggles my personality um and my anger issues and my different things that I thought I was healed from but I wasn't and funny part about it is, I mean, I'm not in that relationship anymore. Um, and I just, you know, pray that God continues to bless him and just pour love onto him as he grow and go on his journey. But um, the funny thing about that relationship is it actually pushed me closer to God, which is funny because you would think it was the opposite. But somehow it worked in a way where it pushed not only pushed me towards God, but it revealed those parts to me so that now I'm in a position where I am constantly working on those parts. Um, and I've gotten much better, but I'm constantly working on those parts. I see a huge difference in myself now. I've had people even reach out and say, girl, you different. Like, you know, <laughs> you're not the same Zaina that you were before. I was like, I know. <laughs> but don't get it twisted. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, right? <laughs> and you're a different person. And I was like, I know, because what happened is, is when you get to a point to where you feel like you're boxed in, you're closed in, like you have different options. You can either go to drugs, alcohols, different things like that, which I've went to a lot of different things. I, mean, I haven't been big on drugs and alcohol for personal reasons because it is an addiction thing in my family, but different things, boys, just a lot of different things that I've ran to, but nothing was working. And the one thing that did work was God. That's the one thing that brought me true inner peace that truly revealed who I was, the real Zayna. Um, And I'm not talking about just the angry Zayna, the one who was, you know, dealing with this. I'm talking about revealed the beauty within myself, revealed the light that's in me that I didn't believe was in me, that sometimes I still struggle to believe that's in me. Like even the beauty part, like I, there's no way possible, you know, like I, and just revealing those things. But yeah, I think around that time, like after that relationship, which would be in my early years of college is when I really started to work on the issues and stuff that I struggle with growing up. So just a time frame, just so if people can see the timeline, that's a long time from the time I told you guys from the sixth, sixth grade. And I will say probably like my sophomore year in college, that's a long gap right of me going back and forth with God like me just like (laughs) you know struggling with all these different things trying to heal from it it's a really long time but that's the time frame that it took for me to get to where I am now yeah and I think that can give people like some encouragement too I mean I think so many people probably majority of people listening can relate to that like they just feel like maybe one day or in Mm -hmm. one moment they feel like in a moment of desperation like that's how it was with me in a moment of desperation it's like you're calling out to God and then you feel, you feel in that moment, but then you don't need him after that. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah. You, know, he, you know, he, he did his thing like that's that it. Was it. <laughs> yeah. And then you just go throughout life and continue, you know, living life on your own terms. And then you have fall again and you meet him again. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's cycle. a cycle. And so I, I love that you said 
you really truly didn't find inner peace until you just gave it to God until you started really pursuing him because same like there's so many different gurus and different things out there where like you can find inner peace within yourself you can find inner peace and in this book or meditation and all these other things and all that stuff is just it people are drawn to that because it's something that they can physically see it's something that seems you know real we want to be able to understand Mm. things Mm. we want to feel something real and so this concept of of god and healing in god's arms something you can't see is a hard concept to wrap your head around just like for the both of us right we went to different things and it wasn't until we just trusted in god and laid it all out because control was one of my things too that's like one of my biggest things marriage will have you right Um, right but yeah and it's just it's something that's it's so beautiful once you realize it and so i think your story your testimony is super encouraging to somebody say they've been battling back and forth with their relationship with god and you know maybe you're, you're just on your journey one thing's for sure is that he never leaves your side like he's pulling on Zana's heartstrings. He's pulling on my heartstrings, even when we didn't really realize it. And so, yeah, he's just so good. I got I <laughs> chills while you So I'd love to dive into uh, the topic of anxiety. Ooh. I've only had a couple of moments where I felt real anxiety. Um, it would be like before I would like, go up and like present my project or something but that's like nerves right but there was one moment where I was in um in the airport it was this this past year Mm -hmm. um whenever I was traveling to go see my sister and my mom and this this layover I kept on my flight was delaying 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 Mm -hmm. and I felt like this anxiety which I've never felt before I've never been want to really deal with that Mm -hmm. and it was like I had to get Jamar's Netflix login and like just watch a show. Like it was like so it wow. was so weird. Yeah. And I was like, I was trying to find a flight back home. I was like, forget this trip. I don't even care anymore. Wow. And it was such a weird feeling. I've never felt mm-hmm. that before. When did you start to notice anxiety happening mm-hmm. in your life? I mean, I mean, your nightmares, of course, is yeah. definitely a form of, of that. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely go into that. Um, before I go into that, I wanted to respond to what you were saying when you was in a um, airport and you had to just get the Netflix, right? Yeah. And he was like, forget this trip. Yeah. I want you to notice how anxiety steals your joy. Mm. It will steal your all of your joy um, and your happiness. Mm. But to answer that question, when I started notice, that is not when I started to notice. Because remember, when I was young and just in my environment and neighborhood I grew up in, I'm going to be honest, I never heard of the word therapy. I never heard of the word anxiety. I'm being so honest until I was in my freshman year of college not even in high school. Mm. Anxiety, none of that. I barely, like, I held a lot of things in. When it was really bad, I either blew up or I wrote things down on a note and, like, you know, slid it to my mama so she could read it. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I handled a lot of those things, but I don't think I truly understood that it was anxiety until recently mm. and just to give a time frame I have graduated from college but I graduated last year so it wasn't that long ago um maybe like two three years ago when I started to realize that I struggle with anxiety and I'll give you an exact moment I've always dealt struggle with anxiety as a little girl like I was a natural performer which is so odd and ironic how I was a natural performer but I like struggle with like 
anxious feelings around people, around performing, around talking, all these different things. Um, so it's, it's just so funny how God works. Yeah. But every time I would go in front of like a stage in front of people, I would do this thing with my thumb and my middle finger. And I would just rub it together or I would rub my um, pointy finger and my thumb together. And what it did was allow me like, you know, how you looked up Netflix so you can not focus on the fact that you're anxious. <laughs> it made me find yeah. something to not focus on the fact that I'm anxious right now. I have anxiety, <laughs> social anxiety. Uh, is what mm-hmm. it is because all these people are looking at me oh my gosh is there something wrong with me oh my gosh is my hair out of place oh, oh my god like you know everything just started going in your head and yeah. like, on the outside it was funny because on the outside I've mastered like I said a facade I've mastered it so on the outside I'm smiling I'm performing or I'm looking like Vogue you know on the outside I look good on the inside I'm dying like I'm like oh my gosh drowning and I can't even explain it um and so I I I truly didn't understand what it was. I just thought it was just nerves. Like you said, it was just nerves, nerves. You know, I just kept going through it, going through it until one specific moment where I was with my dad when he was in a hospital. The person I was with at that time took me out to a movie theater, right, to clear my mind, blah, blah. I was like, oh, okay. I really didn't want to leave, but I was like, because I was by my dad's side, um, and I really didn't want to leave, but I was like, you know what, I'll do it. Mm worst advice (laughs) um I went into the movie theater I sat there and I don't know what happened but as soon as the screen comes on it was dark you know as soon as the screen come on because you know I turn off the lights or turn down the lights and then turn on the screen I immediately like it was a voice in my head that was so loud every time someone popped up I was like oh my gosh when they're gonna die or they're gonna die like in real life I was like Oh, when they're going to die in real life. Like, and I, it just kept going and going. It wouldn't stop. And it wasn't me. I was like, because I'm not trying to think about death, but right. it was this voice in my head that just kept saying it over and over. And then it said, like, I just started, I couldn't breathe. And so the person sitting next to me was the person I'm thinking, so, you know, asked me, like, is, is everything okay? And I was like, yeah, I just can't breathe. Like, I didn't know what was going on. Wow. I was just like, I can't breathe, but I don't know what's going on. And so he gave me some water and I choked on the water ran out of the um, movie theater because I was just embarrassed at this point. Uh, Ran out of the movie theater and I just literally, like, I couldn't breathe. I was just like, (sighs) and then I kept apologizing to him. But once I left from him, I literally, like, was bawling, crying. I, like, was crying so much because I didn't understand why I could Remember how we have control issues? Yeah. Why I couldn't control it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was, like, I couldn't control the thoughts. I couldn't control the feeling. Everything just, like, and then when I step outside, we wasn't that far from my dad's hospital. So I'm looking dead at, you know, the hospital my dad's in while I'm trying to catch my breath. So then it just got worse. And so oh, yes. it was just, like, it was, like, a cycle. And I never experienced, well, I've experienced some things where I've gotten upset and then Mm -hmm. it's gotten like that. But like out of nowhere, I've never experienced something like that. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like it was just uncontrollable fear. Um, I couldn't breathe a lot of times. I couldn't even sleep at night without having the lights on, which is crazy because I like it dark. You know what I mean? Like I never dealt with a lot of these things. And so it was around that time period where I was like, okay, something's not right. Like, you know, it's not me. You know, Mm -hmm. like I've been through a lot, but I was like, I never responded that way. And then it just got worse and then got worse. And sometimes it would just happen out of nowhere. And then it was even recently, like, I understand what it is now. So I know how to 
address it now meaning now as in recently <laughs> like these past couple yeah, months yeah. recently yeah uh, because I remember recently I did have a recent panic attack um yeah and I think I remember telling you guys about that in the bible study but mm-hmm. I was driving in a car out out of nowhere I just got overwhelmed I started crying I don't know what was going on like my eyes started twitching my heart was pounding and I was like, it's okay. I can make it. Like, I'm just like, cause I, at this point I was driving, I was trying to drive to a destination that I had to be there in about 20 minutes. And I was like 30 minutes away. So I'm like, I can be there. I can be there. I can be there. And then my hair started twitching. I was like, that's okay. I could drive with one hand. Maybe or maybe my elbows. I was like, that's all right. And then my foot started glitching and twitching. I was like, Oh my gosh. I couldn't breathe. I was like, I couldn't feel my face, my hand, like, it cramped up and I couldn't uncramp it. I didn't know what was going on. I was going to call my mom, but I was like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to panic anybody or anything like that. But it got so bad. I called my grandma. She's a nurse. And she was like, mm-hmm. Xander, you have to breathe. I couldn't stop crying. I was like, I can't feel my body. Like somebody stopped by me and was like, is everything okay? Like they was looking at me like shocked because I kept shaking. I couldn't feel my body. And I started crying profusely and I was you know telling my grandma I, said, I can't feel my body and I don't know why I can't feel my face and, you know it was really embarrassing mm-hmm. to me like because I was like what is going on like I felt weird I felt um a lot of different things mm-hmm. because I didn't understand what was going on because I never had that happen before and so when she's you know she talked to me in a calm voice and she prayed over me um she kept praying kept praying and um she told me what it was and that's when I calmed down had another panic attack right after and then calmed down again uh, after I started praying. I had to play gospel music in order for everything to subdue or subside. So meaning like once I started playing that gospel music over and over and I started singing to it as I was shaking and driving, I pulled over and I started driving mm-hmm. again. My body, I don't even know how to explain it. My body just, it was at peace. Like it was just calm. Like mm-hmm. I'm just literally just worshiping and it, it was so surreal though. Cause it was like five minutes ago, I was just like, you know, shaking profusely. I couldn't control it. Yeah. And as soon as I started playing gospel music, like that's the, I, I just like, I was like, I had to find, I had to find a worship song. Like I'm over here shaking, trying to find a worship <laughs> song and I found it and I'm just driving with it. And it was just crazy how yeah. my heart just it was like I felt God's presence around me. I know, like, even if you're not a believer, it's just like the way it was, it was like, oh, my gosh, this is nothing but God. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this peace right here. And so that's really when I was like, okay, I got to do some research because I it's going to happen, you know, again. Um, so I got to understand what this is. And so I even did some research for us tonight. Um, and I wanted to just point out the five major anxiety disorders for those who just want to know. So there are many of them, but the five major ones are generalized anxiety disorder, which is GAD, G-A-D, which is a very regular anxiety when you have a lot of stress, right? And then you have obsessive compulsive disorder, which is OCD. And we all know what OCD is, mm-hmm. right? Unwanted thoughts or repetitive behaviors. I need to keep playing off this thing you know I need to keep doing this mm-hmm. um, or a panic disorder which is what I had it's very similar to what I had um, a lot of times it comes out of nowhere it's not necessarily like a specific thing that 
triggered it, right? It could be just random and it's constant. So you have chest pain, heart palpitations, you're, you're shaking. It's very similar to what I described. You got post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. Right. And we know what that is as well. After you experience something very traumatic or something where you have to protect yourself or anything like that, you have social anxiety disorder, which I know a lot of people understand what that is as well. But it could be going to present something. It could be going in front of a huge group of people, going even going out in public. Like you go out mm-hmm. and you're like, all right, I need to go back home. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like that's enough. <laughs> I've been here for two minutes and that's enough. Okay, you know? That's kind of what that is as well. But um, those are like the five most common um, anxiety disorders that a lot of people go through. Yeah, that's so important to know. And thank you for sharing that because we joke around these things, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, you have OCD or well, I just had a panic attack. Like, you, make it, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but what you experienced was so real and how crazy too. Like, this is just something that I thought about. Your body was speaking to you. Like your body was really showing you what was happening internally. And so yes. I think another thing too, we can ignore a lot of signs of like stress we're overwhelmed we can always we're maybe you're somebody that like says yes to everything or you put too much on your plate and we're so good at ignoring like our fatigue and and, and tiredness and and grief and depression Mm -hmm. and until we have a moment that it explodes so do you feel like you know where that stemmed from or not sure um so I do know exactly where it's well not exactly I do know where it stems from um after I know it sounds crazy but after I did have that I did talk to myself (laughs) (laughs) um you know obviously you definitely go to a therapist therapy is really good um and that's a whole different conversation Mm -hmm. but yeah I talked to myself as it is so funny you it's like I watched this video of Taraji P. Henson and she was basically talking about how she deal with she actually struggled with anxiety, right? And she was talking about how mm-hmm. she talked with herself and people, you know, she said, it may sound crazy. She's like, she got to stop because sometimes she'd be in public talking to herself. And she was like, <laughs> people like, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> was she talking to me? No? Okay. All right, so she had to be like, you know, wait a minute, this is only private. But she was like, you'll be surprised how after those personal conversations with yourself, how you're able to find all the answers you've been searching for. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because even though I was just laughing, cause I was like, Oh my God, you're talking to yourself. Like I was talking to the, uh, YouTube. I was like, Oh my God, you're talking to yourself. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> but after I was uh, speaking and just like talking it through, I didn't realize I was like, you said I was overwhelmed and I was stressed and it had to do with feeling disappointed within myself Mm. and I know I've talked about this plenty of times but you know I've had a lot of sad emotions surrounded around the the feeling of not being where I feel like I should be right I feel like I've failed right like I feel like you know God called me to be somewhere else like somewhere big by now somewhere you know accomplished you know or accomplished more than like I thought I was gonna be on the big screens by this time you know what I mean and it was like (laughs) right Mm -hmm. and so it was like um that feeling of disappointment and the reason why I know it came from there is when I was going through all that and my body was shaking I just kept saying mind you I it was so crazy because I didn't 
know I was saying this, but I just kept saying, I'm trying, I'm trying. I don't want to be a failure. I got this. I, I got this. I kept saying that because it was a voice mm-hmm. in my head that kept saying, see, you're a failure. You can't even drive to a place. You look weird. Like, it was just, like, tearing me down. Like, mm-hmm. and I was listening to it. I'm not going to lie. I was like, no. I am a failure. Like, I am weird. Like, I fell in relationships. I fell at you know, career-wise, I fell in friendships, I fell in all these different things, and I started to believe it, and then that's when the, the you know, anxiety got worse, mm-hmm. but I started to believe those lies, mm-hmm. and that's why it's so funny how I feel like it's nothing but an attack from an enemy, right. you know, it's, the enemy could either be, you know, the devil, or it could be yourself, sometimes you're your own worst enemy, mm-hmm. um, but it's that voice, and I was in the head, that's that one voice, and it gets so loud, it's like you can't hear anything else but that voice, mm. you know, it's constantly saying those things. And it was like in that moment where I was like, okay, you got to stop. You know what I mean? Like you got to stop and you got to fight whatever those negative things are with the with positive things. And that's, that's really how you fight it because it never goes away. Mm. But you got to fight everything that's negative being said with something positive. Look at you. You're a failure. No, I'm not. I've accomplished so much. And you know what I mean? Yeah, I may not be where I had an idea of or where I fantasize I would be at right now, but I know that God got me. And I know that I have accomplished a lot. I truly have. You know what I mean? But I don't tell myself that. I never tell myself that. Yeah. This is the first time I think I've actually said it out loud. But, mm-hmm. I, you know, I truly, I truly have. But that voice will make you think you haven't. Yeah. It'll make you think you're a failure. You'll be comparing yourself to other people okay. and their journeys. Um, and where in your in your fantasy world of where you think you should be at, right? Instead of knowing the truth that I'm exactly where I need to be at, that I'm covered, right? That God has me, right? And that I am accomplished, right? I am talented, right? I am exactly where I need to be in this very moment. And if God is, if it's meant for me, it's going to happen. If God has that um, in my destiny, in my journey, in my life, it's going to happen. But it's not on my time. It's on God's time. And that's where we fail to. Zaina, that is so good. This is so good. (laughs) I love everything that you're saying because my, the question I was going to ask is, you know, how can we overcome that negative voice or that anxiety or say Mm -hmm. you start to notice that anxiety attack? Do you fight, you fight that with positive words? You fight that with, you know, speaking life into yourself, praying? Yeah, it's so funny because when, because um, I did see like that question. When I thought about that, I was like, um, I know a lot of people were probably like, oh, I got to fight this. I got to get, it's not about getting aggressive with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> At this point, you already on a 10. When you got anxiety, <laughs> internally, you on a 10. <laughs> Like externally, people might see it like a calm thing, but internally, it's like it's about to get ready to blow up, you know, until it comes outwardly. Mm-hmm. But it's like what you need to do is find something that works for you. So we know, I know we talked about mm-hmm. therapy, um, and therapy is really good thing. The only thing I would say about that is you also want to be surrounded around people that support you in your journey, whether you do therapy or not. Mm-hmm. I know that we've come into a culture of pro therapy, which is amazing because, like I said, I didn't know what that was <laughs> when I was growing up I never heard of that word before I was like therapy anxiety what's that you know you mean like pop off what you mean like you know uh, so <laughs> and so 
when I started hearing, I was like, oh, this is amazing. But then it got to a point to where people started shaming people for not getting therapy. People started picking on people. Mm. People like instead of listening to your friend, instead of hearing them, you shut them down and you immediately tell them they need therapy. Right. Which only Mm. heightens their anxiety even more, which only make it worse. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, you're not a therapist. and You should never take the role of being a therapist. You know, that's why you set up healthy boundaries because it's, it's difficult dealing with someone with anxiety who deals with it because sometimes they're really good and then sometimes they're like really low like a dark cloud over them and it's like there's really nothing that they can do either it's like they have to ride that wave it's hard and difficult dealing with someone like that but the last thing you want to do is push them to therapy and make them feel like something's wrong with them when they already feel that way when they already feel alone they already feel like no one's understanding them they feel like a dark cloud is over them you know they they're backed Mm -hmm. up into a corner you know that's the last thing you want to do one thing I would say is therapy that's if you're comfortable and when you're ready you know I know personally for me I've tried therapy before and I'm gonna be honest I've looked into it again because I felt the pressure from other people um who I don't even speak to I don't speak to a lot of people like that but from other people who push oh because they hear they hear a testimony and they're like oh you've been through too much you need to go to therapy you know it's like wait a minute God is my therapist like (laughs) you know what I mean that's another that's another conversation uh but when when you're ready and when you're comfortable but also I would say like you said you negate those negative things or you um, combat those negative things with positive truths because it's truth it's the positive truths right it's not just your opinion it's a it's a truth about you mm-hmm. that you have to understand like I remember I believed so many different negative things about myself you know until I truly experienced God and my relationship with God and I remember I was fasting one time I told this story before but I was fasting, and within that fast, God just kept repeating these words to me, that you're beautiful and that I have so much more for you. Mm-hmm. And so the word beautiful, I was like, okay, what does that mean? Because I know I'm be- I like, I- am I beautiful outside? Or like, is it, you know, and then it's so funny. I started doing some research. It was talking about like a beautiful spirit. I started doing some research. God talks to us in so many different ways, child. But- mm-hmm. And the meaning of my name means beauty. Girl. And I was just right. like... Yeah. what in the world I was like <laughs> it was just so crazy how all of that came at the same time and it's like okay now you got to tell me what that means because like you know it was like but it was at a time where I didn't feel beautiful mm-hmm. on the inside I didn't feel like I had a beautiful spirit I didn't feel like you know I was beautiful I didn't feel like I was worried I didn't feel like I can keep going on I didn't feel like I was a light that was another thing that kept popping up is your light you're a light I was like no I'm like darkness is surrounding me. I have nightmares, like, you know, which I've been delivered from, you know, but I've had so many different things. I was like, there's no way I'm a light. Right. But I had, but God it's so funny how God does it. God helped me by constantly revealing the truth to me, the positive truth to me that you are a light. And he revealed it through, it can be through audible, but it was also through other people. Like I was like hearing it through God, but then it was like other people who were speaking, random people, strangers, you'd be surprised, strangers, you know, speaking the truth into you. And even if you don't have that, you have yourself to speak those positive truths, you know, whether you're religious or not, you have that ability to do that. You know, you have that ability to cancel out distractions and trust me, those distractions, those evil voices, those noises are not going to stop. They're not going to stop until you stop. And the way you stop it is through speaking those truths. It's through loving yourself. It's not through getting angry, fighting, you know, or getting, you know, uh, worked up. That's not going to help it. It's through you truly looking and say, I need to love myself. I need to accept myself, my flaws and all. 
I need to speak the truth about myself, the positive truth. And I need to believe it. Not because, oh, my my bank account may not look the way I want it to look right now. I may not have the job I want right now. I may not be where I think I'm supposed to be at because mm-hmm. I like to fantasize and daydream, right? But I'm exactly where I need to be at. And I need to understand that because if I don't, I'm going to continuously go through that anxiety. I'm going to continuously believe in those negative things that is, are being spoken over on my life for anyone. That's how you fight it. It's through loving yourself. It's through loving other people. It's through learning how to do that. Yeah. It's, you know, for me personally, it's through my faith. I truly believe that anxiety won't go away. Mm-hmm. It won't because life is going to keep going on. You're still going to have that constant fear. For me, mine may have been fear of death. The truth is you're all going to die, you know? But I, so it's like that that is the truth, you know? But it's like so it's not it's never going to go away. Mm-hmm. But how you respond to it, to people, to different things in your situations in your life, that's going to be the key to really healing. Then you don't even want to throw this mic. Seriously, this is so good. This is so good. You're so happy, <laughs> No, because I was gonna. This is so good. I I wanted to mention this too. We can be so hard on ourselves. You know, it just made me think about whenever you were ta- speaking negatively to yourself in the car. Like thinking about that moment, it's just it makes me want to like hug you and like hug anybody else that's feeling that way because I've been there. I think we've all been in that low moment where we're believing all these negative things about ourselves and we forget all the positive things that that we've done and all of our accomplishments. Accomplishment doesn't have to be a, a dollar amount. Right. Accomplishment right. can be you going right. through a tough time in your life, whether it be like your parents got divorced or a tough relationship or taking a, a hard test or completing a project, literally anything. Those, these are all accomplishments. Yeah. And so it reminded me of this book that I read. It's called Gap in the Gain. So good. Highly recommend it. But we tend to measure ourselves from how far we are from where we're trying to go versus measuring how far we've come from where we started. Mm -hmm. And it's a simple concept, but it can be so life-changing because how many times do we feel that way when we, we really just need to look to see how far we've come? They said that is when you're living in a gain mindset versus a gap mindset. Mm. And that just relates to your relationships, how you're measuring your partner, if you're looking at them from what they're lacking Mm. or from how much they've grown, like in every aspect of your life. So it just really reminded me of that book. But this is such such a good conversation. (laughs) And I feel like you gave them just really great tangibles as well as just just thank you so much for sharing your story and just being real. Where can the listeners find you? Where can they find you? Yes. Okay. So this sounds so weird, but my Instagram, um, you can find me at Zaina Lorraine. So that is my name in there in my bio profile. You'll find everything you need to know about me, <laughs> my website, my videos, my talk shows I've done in the past on Instagram, different things like that. You can find that. I'm at Zayna Lorraine on Instagram. Facebook is Zayna Lorraine as well. Thank you so much, Zayna. Yeah. We might even have to do a round two of this because this was super fun. Yes, girl, no problem. All right, let's bring it in. Giving you a virtual hug because you just finished another episode of Blackouts to Breakthroughs podcast. And you know what? You just deserve it. The reviews and subscriptions mean a lot to me so if you love today's episode make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on any other episodes also i'd love to hear your takeaways so feel free to screenshot this episode put it in your stories and tag me at blackouts to breakthroughs on instagram with your biggest takeaways so i can connect with you and reshare your post i can't wait to hear from you until next time friend